This is Carrie, and child, you shoulda, coulda, woulda. Hey there, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. That's right, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Shoulda, coulda, woulda is basically my podcast where I'm talking to you about things I should have, could have, and would have known how I would have done them differently. That's right. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my life through my experiences, hoping that you won't make some of the same mistakes of myself and my amazing guest. So sit back, relax, and you can say, child, I shoulda, coulda, woulda. It's Wednesday, so you know what time it is. It's shoulda, coulda, woulda. (laughs) Hello, everyone. How are you? Hoping you're doing well. I'm doing great. I'm doing really good, actually. Um, This is a really big week for me. I am, you know, in the middle of production. Um, We're going to our second day of producing my brand new series by the name of Christopher Street. (laughs) time machine right no i'm just kidding no i'm actually producing um, a series for here tv um and it's called collar confessions i know y'all like wait don't you got a book with the same name right now yes i do currently have a book that also shares the name that's coming out october 1st and um i actually was out with you know one of my besties um shouts out to dane joseph who is the CEO, founder, executive producer of Nova Nova's Productions, um, my business partner. I'm also a, you know, executive producer there too, along with Daniel Armando. We are the dynamic du- trio, you know, the triple Ds. And yeah, we actually ended up, you know, selling the concept of the book to Hear TV. I will admit the, the book is different than the series. So You have to read the book to get one experience and then watch the series to get a completely different experience. But they do connect. So it does connect. It does make sense. And you're going to love it. I'm so excited. Like, I have not produced a series since Christopher Street and Cocktails. It's been a long time. So really great to get back out there. And also, it's really great to just be a producer (laughs) versus being on camera and trying to produce. So I'm a writer, creator on the project and executive producer. So it's really great to have the opportunity to like just work on the back end and really bring this to life. This project is so special to me. It's my version of Beyonce's Lemonade, you know? Call me karma, bitch. I mean, I'm just saying like Lemonade was incredible because Beyonce put so much heart and emotion into it. And Collar Confessions is my way of really dealing with the situation inspired by life events however completely different it is fictional let's stress that again it's fictional i don't need folks getting ideas out there talking about i'm gonna sue him for 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 telling our story that's not what i did i was inspired by our situation to create beautiful art and i really hope that all parties that are familiar with the situation are involved in the situation 
will have admiration as to how I respectfully told both of our sides of the story. And I'll just leave it at that. Um, Thank you to Dane and Danny for bringing in your creativity and writing and adding so many different complexes to the story, really elevating it and making something so different. But guys, I am back. I am so excited. Like my heart is really in creating, you know, art, film, TV. And you know, this podcast originally came from me walking away from a very, very lucrative career to dive in headfirst into arts and entertainment. And I'm proud to say a year and a half later, I'm doing that, hosting, producing, directing, writing, executive producing. Like I am, I'm here in this moment and it's a beautiful moment to be in. And thank you guys so much for being there on the journey with me and all of your encouragement and all your support. All right, thank you for that. So I'm in New Jersey. We're shooting. We're excited. We're on location. And I, oh, the, the cast, wait until y'all see this cast. This cast, y'all, is F-I-R-E. Fire. Actually, it's F-Y-R-E. Fire. Like, they're so amazing. And shouts out to D'Angelo Jackson. So proud of him. He booked his first. His first mainstream role. <laughs> I'm so proud of him. He is playing um, the character Quentin. And Quentin is loosely based off of, you know, somebody y'all know. <laughs> You'll have to watch it to see who it is. Um, <laughs> the person that he's based off of, trust and believe, their body's nothing like his. <laughs> no shade to myself. <laughs> Oops. I, did I just tell? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Y'all have to watch it. Anyways. Um, today, let's talk about today. So today we're actually talking about royalty. All right. So I have been obsessed with royalty since I was a little kid. Like, seriously, I was just so obsessed with um, kings and queens and, and all that jazz. I definitely was a huge fan of Princess Diana. I remember when she passed away, I, I was a kid and I watched the entire like process, the news about that story unfold. And I felt like I lost my princess. So today we're going to talk about royalty and yeah, we'll be back right after this. You love me? No, like seriously, you love me? Well, apparently you do keep listening to the podcast well wait i have some great news for you not only do you have to listen to the podcast now you have the opportunity to see me shoot the podcast that's right you can actually watch me live record my podcast every wednesday by following me on big o what's big o big o's this hot new app that allows you to follow your favorite celebrities celebrities performers or even homegirls it's really easy just go to your App Store on your phone, download Big O, and follow your favorite, in my case, celebrity or podcast host. My user ID is O'Neal Appeal. That's O-N-E-A-L-A-P-P-E-A-L to follow me and find out what's happening throughout my day weekly. I spend about two hours a day on Big O having a good old time. So go and download the app now. I'll see you there on Big O. B-I-G-O. I want to say something to you guys because um, oftentimes we don't realize that 
we go through things in order to come out and not only give a testimony, but oftentimes it even inspires our work. And just remember that Caller Confessions was really inspired by a horrible situation that I was put in. And I did not realize that God allowed certain things to happen to me to ignite a fire in me to get me to go and do something bigger than me to create entertainment that's going to highlight some very specific things. And it's it's really, you know, it's highlighting the church. It's talking about how the church influences us, especially as, you know, people of color, as to how religion has shaped us. And it's really talking about a story from the perspective of, you know, this minister who is struggling with his sexuality, trying to live his life for God, but also trying to find himself and also trying to love, to love someone or or love people and love the world, but not even loving himself enough right now. And how hard it is to try to love somebody if you don't love yourself. And it breaks my heart that, you know, we have people in the world who unfortunately are hurting other people because they're searching for love and they're searching for acceptance. It also talks about, you know, being a woman and being judged in church because you have had premarital sex or you have a history or you've gone through something. And then finally, it talks about being an openly gay man, feeling like you don't fit into the institution of church because you've chosen to live your truth and chosen to be with a man to spend the rest of your life with, but you feel like there's no space for you in church. So I really hope that people go into supporting my art with wanting to understand and seeing that perspective versus supporting my art being messy to see what I got to say. Like, that's my hope. But anyways, that's not today's subject. We're not talking about the church. Um, We're not talking about exes. We're not talking about any of that. But what we are talking about today is royalty. All right. So once upon a time, virtually every country in the Western world had some sort of king and royal family. Over the years, however, the sensible and clever ones grew out of them. That, at least, is what people will tell you in republics like France or the United States or the Soviet Union. But however, monarchy-loving countries will respond that really clever countries kept hold of their monarchies with all the pomp and circumstances in order to hold on to the roots and identity of their country and that history. One country that we can all agree on, that we know, you know, definitely support the royal family, is the United Kingdom. As we all know, led by Queen Elizabeth. (laughs) So I asked the question because, again, as a kid, I was always fascinated with, you know, royal families, probably because of like Disney fairy tales. I mean, my favorite Disney princess always been Sleeping Beauty. Aurora was just absolutely amazing. Um, As an adult, I don't know why I liked her so much. I kind of think I low key was like a Maleficent. Although Maleficent in the cartoon actually scared me. But in the movie, I embraced her. But that story, I just really did like it. I just thought it was super colorful. I love when her fairy um, godmothers all tried to, like, make her birthday cake. I thought it was just the perfect scene. It always made me want to, like, have cake from scratch. I was so upset that my mama made box cakes. Oops. Oh, mama, don't get me. I, I, I sold your secret. Yes, mama made box cakes. My grandma, though, she'd make a mean cake from scratch. 
But yeah, my mommy always did box cakes. And watching that movie, I was like, I don't want a box cake. I want a cake like those fairy those fairy godmothers made for um, Princess Aurora. Why can't I have that? <laughs> well, let's go over a little history when it comes to royal family. And then I'm going to dive into like modern day like royal families. You feel me? I, I want to like really explore who do I consider. But um, the British royal family actually started in 1215 by King John. And basically, he had to turn to his people for money. His great charter of the Magna Carta, yes, Magna Carta, y'all know Jay-Z did that album, was the start of the Houses of Commons and Lords. The elected parliament in Westminster, which by 1649 was powerful enough to cut off the head of King Charles I, who had resisted and attempted to dissolve their power. The following centuries saw the development of England's constitutional monarchy, which came to include Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland, and with the expansion of the British Empire countries as distant as Australia and New Zealand. Today, there are 15 of these former British colonies known as the Commonwealth Realms, which remain happy to acknowledge Queen Elizabeth II, not just as the head of the Commonwealth, but as their own particular head of state. So in North America, sitting above the Great Republic of the U.S. is actually Canada, which is also included part of their monarchy, or the Commonwealth now, I'll say. So what I find interesting is, like, today, like, in Great Britain, technically, the royal family, they don't have power. And I'm not being disrespectful when I say this. And I don't know if it's one of those things where, like, I, they can say it, but I can't. But, like, my friends over in London, they say the royal family is like a mascot. Can I say that? Because, like, I mean, technically, do they have power? I mean, I watch The Crown and I see, like, you know... Queen Elizabeth has to, like, meet with, you know, Parliament or um, the um, the Prime Minister. Like, I feel like it was daily or either weekly. It probably was weekly. I can't see her meeting him every single day. I mean, she got other stuff to do. Like, plan parties and, like, you know, charity events. Because that's the thing, too. Like, if you're a part of the royal family, you have to serve in the military and you have to, like, lead charitable organizations. Because they feel that, you know, remaining wealthy and getting a lot of money it, it's, it's a bad look so they want people to know that they work and they earn their keep does that make sense we'll be right back taxi taxi oh, oh my god guys i'm so sorry i'm running super late unfortunately this is going to be a way back wednesday moment and shoulda coulda woulda enjoy This is a moment in shoulda, coulda, woulda. All right, all right, all right. Hey, guys. So this is a moment in shoulda, coulda, woulda. So we all are probably familiar with the hit show that was on NBC back in the early 90s by the name of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You know, the show with Will Smith. As you know, the premise of the show was West Philadelphia, born and raised on a playground is where Will spent most of his days. And he ended up moving over to Bel Air, where his Aunt Viv and Uncle Phil actually continued to raise him throughout high school. Well, the original Aunt Viv was actually played by Janet Hubbard. And after three seasons of her doing an incredible job, I mean, I must be honest, she was definitely one of my favorite characters. She was replaced by... 
Daphne Maxwell Reed, you know, Robert Reed's wife, the talented director, Robert Reed. Yeah. But what happened? Like, why the change? Everyone was so confused. Well, apparently, rumor on the street has it that Janet was a little upset with the scripts, the storylines, things that were happening, the crazy things that Will were doing, and she wanted more focus around her and Phil, you know? But to be honest, the show was called Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, not, you know, Phil and Aunt Viv of Bel-Air. But my only thing is this. Although she was hard to work with, it definitely was a huge change in switching out the characters. I mean, or the actresses. I personally think that most people are more of a fan of the original on this. So why didn't they just, you know, maybe have her leave the show versus bring in a replacement? The other thing is, how the hell y'all gonna bring in this light-skinned woman to take the place of this woman who is clearly chocolate? That's like having... Kelly become Beyonce or Beyonce become Kelly. Am I saying that right? Ain't nobody believing it. Anywho, there are so many other things they could have done. I personally think that maybe Aunt Viv could have moved back home to take care of her mom. I mean, I know we don't like to kill people off shows, but perhaps Aunt Viv could have passed away. Or maybe Aunt Viv and Uncle Phil got a divorce and that could have been drama when, you know, all the kids, including Will, want to stay with her uncle. It's just other things we could have done. I'd be curious to know what your thoughts are. Anywho, this has been our moment. And I'm all mad again. Every time I watch them reruns and I see that light-skinned woman, no shade to you, Daphne, come across that screen, I'm like, that is not the Aunt Viv I know. <laughs> Shoot. This has been a moment in shoulda, coulda, woulda. So some people feel like there honestly shouldn't be a royal family. Like even in, you know, the UK, like they feel like honestly it doesn't make sense, especially like military. So prime example, if you're part of the royal family and you go into the military, you don't have to work from the bottom up. You instantly become an officer. Like, bitch, you you hop the line. It's like getting to the club and you VIP. Like you already up there. And some people don't think it's fair. I think for me... I don't know. How do I feel about this? Because, I mean, no shade. If I was royal, I too wouldn't want to, like, you know, have to, like, go through the ranks. But I feel like some of them want to do it anyway to, like, prove, like, prove themselves. I don't know. Like, a part of me is like, you know, I understand why they would skip. And then the other part of me is like, no, it's not fair. Like, they need to work from the bottom up. But imagine if, like, you know, Prince Harry or Prince William, like, worked from the bottom up. Like, they might get bullied and, like, picked on by other regular people. I kind of feel like they make them officers and other, I'm sorry, commoners. Not regular people. Commoners. Um, I think regular people sounds better, but we're going to say commoners. You know, today's episode, dang, that's a horrible British accent. But um, anyways, I personally feel that if they, you know, started with commoners, that perhaps they would get bullied. And perhaps that's what they're trying to prevent from happening is the royal family from actually being bullied. In other instances, I look at how they've evolved. Like back in the day, you had to be of royal blood in order to, you know, marry into the family. But now commoners can make their way into, you know, the I was going to say the White House, into Buckingham Palace. Look at Kate 
or look at Meghan Markle. But we all know how they did Meghan. Let's unpack that real quick. I was going to wait, but I kind of want to talk about that. So with Meghan Markle, no shade. I call that from jump. Like, I knew that, you know, with a woman of color being married into the royal family, that there were going to be some issues that came about. But also, I feel like she should have known that, too, going to that situation. And then the other thing is, like, I have a friend, I actually agree with him at first. He was like, you know, he didn't really see Megan because he feels like Megan made him, you know, denounce his throne, just like Lisa almost did with Hakeem and coming to America. But Lisa got information, learned their customs, and kept it moving. Megan didn't do that. And at first, I was totally on that team, but I'm like, Harry has been a rebel since day one. Like, Harry has been a rebel since the beginning. Like, he was the one in Vegas, like, um, streaking, jumping in pools. Hell, Nicki Minaj was trying to date him at one point. I don't know if they met or dated, but I know she was trying to be the first Meghan Markle. She was trying to be Duchess Nicki, Duchess Nicki of Queens. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to hate on her. <laughs> do what you got to do, Nicki. <laughs> Nicki was like, call me queen, honey. Call me queen in. Let me have it. But, um... I feel like he's been a rebel from jump. So why are we surprised that, you know, this has taken place, that he stepped down and left? And then also, allegedly, allegedly, his father is not, you know, Prince Charles. I mean, he don't look like him. But that's something that we'll never know. I feel like with the age of social media, though, it's certainty that we should know. You feel me? Like, back in the day, like, I remember my mom growing up, or even, like, my older brother and sister, like, it's certain things that took place that we just don't talk about. They're family secrets. And I feel like this is a family secret. But I think with the age of social media, family secrets, some of them deserve to be leaked. Unless they're my family secrets. Well, unless it's a family secret I need to know about, that should leak. But it don't need to leak on social media, because I want to be able to control that family secret. I don't need everybody knowing our business. I don't. Everybody don't need to know what happens with the O'Neills. But I feel in this case, I am slightly curious as to, is Prince Charles really his father? Sidebar, remember when everybody wanted him to marry um, Kate's sister? Was it Tippa? Is her name Tippa? I forgot what her name is. I can't think of that child name right now. But I found that would have been weird. Isn't that kind of like incest? I don't know. But we'll be back. <laughs> You son of a biscuit-eating bulldog. What the French toast? Do you think I wouldn't find out about your little doo-doo head cootie queen? Who are you calling a cootie queen, you lint liquor? Pickle you, cumquat! You're overreacting. No, Bill, overreacting was when I put your convertible into a wood chipper. Stinky McStink face! You Hoboken. Are your chakras aligned? <laughs> I know mine are. You should definitely ensure that your chakras are aligned. Take a moment each day to kind of meditate and reset. If you need some coaching around that, you should talk to my homegirl, Jessica, from Just Be Inspired. Jessica is an incredible Reiki master that can get your chakras right aligned and everything back flowing. She owns a crystal shop where you can buy incredible crystals, like maybe a rose quartz or an onyx for protection. And she even does coaching. 
She is the Jack or the Jill of all trades. If you want to create your greatness, shift some things around, and maybe just be inspired, go and check out Jessica on Instagram at JessBeInspired. That's J-E-S-S-B-E-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D. JessBeInspired. And remember, create your greatness and stay inspired. All right, so, I mean, I know people are probably like, why is he talking about the royal family? He ain't even from, you know, England. So why does it even matter to him? Because I have an opinion, damn it, and I'm envious, okay? I'm slightly envious that, A, I'm not a part of the royal family, and, B, we don't have a royal family here in the United States. I mean, I know we have, like, presidents or whatnot, but, like, we never really had a royal family. Other than the Kennedys. That's a lie. I consider a few families royal families, but I think collectively across the United States of America, we all can agree that the Kennedys are like a royal family. Anybody disagree with me? Anybody? If y'all disagree, like shoot an email or whatever. But um, because, I mean, I personally was obsessed with the Kennedys and learning like Jackie O created Camelot. It was just so inspiring. That was the first thing that taught me, like, you really can create your greatness. Y'all do know Loki, she created that fantasy of Camelot. That was all her. And because of that, she really just kind of instilled in our culture that they were this royal family. Although I think she was inspired by the royal family anyways, because I was watching The Crown. And when she actually went to England and met the queen, she was a bit two-faced. Like, in her face, she was like, you know, living for her and very cool and living whatever. But then when she was out socializing, she made comments. She was like, I wasn't really that impressed by her. Like, I feel like she tried to make her life seem more extravagant than what it is. When in actuality, I'm out here, like, running the streets with my husband, husband cheating on me in my face, and I got to act like it's fine. And she admitted that they were getting pumped with um, some type of energizer drug. I think it was liquid Coke, personally. I don't know what it was, but whatever it was, it was giving them energy. And her and um, John Kennedy or Jack, um, they both were using whatever this was. And she said, I was a little high when I was saying that stuff. And then also, I feel like Jackie Kennedy was slightly jealous and envious of the queen's life. I feel like these two women were jealous and envious of each other. And considering the queen had a bit of a low self-esteem around that time, Like, it really made her feel special to hear that, wow, this woman that I admire so much is actually low-key, jealous of my lifestyle. And when I'm watching, I'm like, girl, of course, you're a queen. I mean, hello. But some other people that I would give royal family status to, y'all know what I'm going to say. Barack and Michelle, the Obamas, that is a legacy. That is royalty. That's a royal family. They give that. Yes. Barack King, Michelle Queen, I'm here for it, Sasha Malaya, princesses, okay? Who they king gonna be? Who the king gonna be? Or who they Prince Charming gonna be? I wanna know. Also, the Clintons. I get the Clintons that, but the irony of it is, I actually consider the Clintons royal family tees too. However, if Hillary was alone, I wouldn't necessarily say Hillary was a queen, and I know it sounds shady and y'all going to read me. So I'm not going to even say what I, I view her as right now. I'm going to wait a minute because I feel like some people are going to get real upset with me. 
But um, definitely royal family teas. Definitely, 100%. Um, so let's go through who some people I think the kings would be. Okay. Who would some kings be as far as royal family goes? Um, Barack, of course. Um, I would say George Bush, both of them. and George Bush Sr. and Jr. Um, Bill Clinton, absolutely. Even Donald Trump. <sighs> yes, he'd be a king, y'all. Not a king I live for, I see, but he technically would be a king. Um, pretty much, honestly, all the presidents would be kings. That, that's truthful, like George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, all of them. Ronald Reagan. But I don't think all their wives would be, though. Not, ev- not every wife will be a queen. Michelle, 100%. Absolutely. Even Laura Bush, yes. But recently, that's about it. I'm sorry, that's about it. Melania, mm-mm. She get Duchess of Playboy Mansion. <laughs> the Duchess of the Playboy Mansion. No shade, Hillary. It's coming. I feel like, Hillary, I live for you, but you get Royal Knight. I give her Royal Knight, you know? Let's go into the hip-hop world, Okay. Jay-Z and Beyonce, absolutely. Royalty, 1,000%. Tom Cruise, yes. And Nicole Kidman, oh, I miss them together. I, 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 I like them. Although I feel it was an arranged marriage, I still like them together. And, and I give him king, you know, and I give her queen. Um, Oprah, 100%. Oprah, queen, and don't need no king. Barbara Walsh is another one. Wendy Williams, Wendy Williams, yes, she is a queen. I will give Wendy hell. She sits on her purple throne five days a week, anyways, and I feel like she take that thing home and she sit on her living room when she rewatching her episodes. Cause Wendy's the type that watch her own work. Like Wendy's the type that cheers herself on. Like me, I listen to my podcast. I mean, I'm critical, and Wendy's the same way. Like she goes back, she watches it to analyze what she did right or wrong because she's a perfectionist. Same thing here. I'm like, uh, I said uh, um there. Oh, I did this, or oh, maybe I should have done that transition. Like I'm the exact same way. Ryan Murphy, that's another one. Ryan Murphy, king. Tyresha Perry, that's a new king, but that's a king too. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry's a new king, honey. He he built his own kingdom. He said, I'm going to be this king. I'm going to build his own kingdom over here. (laughs) Period. (laughs) We'll be right back. Living Authentically was the message that Pastor Eddie Lawrence preached to his flock, but his truth went no further than pulpit. Although he was openly bisexual on social media, the cleric was often sidetracked by being closeted within his church. Living the light with Tierra for all his congregation to see was one thing, and living a separate secret life with O'Neill, however, would completely flip his life all the way around. Trapped between living authentically and maintaining a facade for family and church forces Pastor Lawrence to make some choices that are detrimental to all those around him. Taking a break from the secluded life of his ministry and preaching virtually seems to be the solution to his unholy dilemma until his real life inevitably catches up with him. New relationships, both male and female, give the cleric temporary pleasure. Abiyad with lots of drama, Tierra is pushing Pastor Lawrence to marry her, while O'Neill instead encourages him to live his life in the truth, finding himself entangled in lies, sex, addictions, and webs of deception. Pastor Lawrence must struggle to reconcile these soul-wrenching contradictions, all while trying to preach the Word of God every Sunday. Collar Confessions, Sharing the Man of God. Only $9.99 on www.com. 
oneelafield.com. In case you didn't know, y'all, that's my new book. <laughs> Inspired by heartache and motherfucking pain. <laughs> The last fight out of here? Yes, sir. You might have to go straight to the airport. Okay. I don't have no luggage. I'm, I'm rolling. But it's better for you to go home than not have luggage. No, it's not. It's not. Because where y'all coming out there? What's it like to send your luggage? <laughs> Modern day royal families. I mean, <laughs> do you guys think that, you know, the U.S. should have kept a, a royal family? Like, or that we should have a royal family, I guess, is what I'm asking. Personally, I don't think we should. If anything, maybe, you know, have both. But no shade. The taxes in the UK are out of, out of control because the people take care of the royal family. And it's bad enough we take care of, of, of our first family we got now. Right. Which I like you, Joe. Shouts out to Joe Biden. He's a lot better than Trump. There's definitely some areas of opportunity, but I don't complain much because it's still a it's a giant step forward. But um, I would love to hear from you guys. Like, who do you think um would be you know modern day royalty? Also, do you think we should have a royal family in the U.S.? I'm just curious. And for those of you over in the U.K., I'm gonna keep supporting because one thing I will say is your royal family does bring in tourism. So if they are mascots. Honey, they're the best damn mascots there are because they bring in money. People are obsessed with the royal family no matter where you are. But um, that is today's episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I have to, you know, rush out of the studio and head over to set because, as you know, I am filming a new series and I'm actually managing all the hair, makeup, and wardrobe. So if you like the hair, makeup, and wardrobe, blame me. If you don't like the hair, makeup, and wardrobe, Blame my assistant. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back next week. God bless. Uh-oh. That's all we got for today's episode of Shoulda, Coulda, Woulda. Mm-hmm. <laughs>